here's part two of our conversation with Mark Messerly, who won 97 Exposure in 2002 in the band Messerly and Ewing, and has been a longtime member of the band Wussy, named by Robert Christgau, the Dean of American Rock Critics, as the best band in America. Well, I, I am going to say some nice things about Wussy, because that band is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, with Chuck and Lisa, you know, yeah. up front, and, and then you and Joe on drums, and of course, be remiss if we didn't mention uh, John Earhart and his passing. So if, yeah. if you could just talk a little bit, I know on Facebook you had a quite long post about it, a nice tribute to him. Yeah. But if you could just talk about the band in general, and then a little bit about John and what he brought Absolutely. to the team. Just to first start talk about, um, like I guess obviously Chuck. Chuck is is just brilliant, and he's consistently brilliant. Uh, and Chuck's. I think a lot of Chuck's brilliance uh, is in his lyrics. Like I, 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 he's almost like a, like a lyrical Flannery O'Connor or something. He's just got, he just nails that weird small town thing. Um, and I was talking even just uh, two nights ago about one of the things about Chuck that um, when I, before I knew him, I thought he was, you know, just like, this is fiction. But when you get to know him and you hear it, how many of these songs, Wussy and Ask Pony songs, are just recollections from from weird Ohio? Like, um, I, I wait. He's he's not Bethel. He's um, Clark's Clarksville. I because he and Barb knew each other, I guess, from back then. But he's got this encycl- He's got this almost photographic memory for just for just that that small town era, and and the way he expresses that lyrically is is mind blowing. Now the thing about Lisa is when we first started, um, she didn't even know how to play guitar. So um, she she came into the band with like with one or two songs, and by the time we made our first record, she had already written, oh my gosh, motorcycle song, um, like these songs that still hold up. I and the point of this meandering attempt at a story is to say I've never seen anyone. It's so good so fast. She could always sing. She's a mind-blowingly good singer. But she went from like having two songs to writing songs that are like part of a canon now. And then she and she just kept getting better and better. And she's she brings a slightly different lyrical kind of view uh, approach to things. Um, a little more cinematic. Um, but you know, I mean she's got such a strong sense of melody and harmony. Like, so just those two together, they really, and, and they've got such a weird, cause you know, they were a couple and then they worked through the dissolution and now they have such a bond. If you're going to be in a band, you have to, you can't have thin skin. You, you know, uh, and, and those, those two, and actually everyone in the band, uh, all, I think we're all really nice people, but um, we're, brutally honest with each other uh you know at all times uh musically and it's in and and so those two can just like say like dude that's 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 crap and uh you know like there i remember it was a, a song off our last record uh, i can't i won't be able to remember it but um where Ch- where chuck had a song and and the chorus was really good but the the verse just sounded like you know basically it, you know, it, it, the verse was just okay, and Lisa's like, mm, "Yeah, that, the verse isn't really going to work. Let's try this." And she wrote a verse right there. I think it might be "Cake." Yeah, it's the song "Cake." 
and uh, and she wrote a verse like right there and then jam- and we jammed it uh, you know mushed it together with the chorus and and we had a song so that kind of stuff is magical to be in the room in the room uh with them and i just remember the first meeting uh and if i go on too long tell me to shut up so the first meeting um i had been uh just getting to know chuck a little bit at these songwriter nights and stuff so chuck and lisa invited me just to like talk and like i didn't even really know them that well and, and that's when they said we're starting this band wussy um and we want you to be part of it and and so we started talking about what we wanted it to sound like and the whole that first meeting before we'd even played together was we wanted it to be noisy screwed up pop music and and like uh the vaselines and jesus and mary chain and it's this and that was kind of this initial idea that we were going for and it's just a funny thing like we're still kind of on that path we just want to make noisy beautiful uh melodic music so then so john so <laughs> chuck has this thing he does where he invites people to be in the band without consulting anyone so that's how don our first drummer we were at Northside tavern and tavern and i had known don for a long time but she had just started taking drum lessons and chuck came up and he's like yeah don's gonna be our drummer and we're like huh okay <laughs> dude you know and then he invited John to play on the uh, CD release for Strawberry. And we're like, okay, that's cool. And we rehearsed on streets. And then basically like a week or two later, he's like, yeah, John's in the band now. We're like, okay. But so the thing that, uh, well, John, John was just, just a, a dear, dear man, a genuinely like weird, like, you know, so he wasn't just like a sweetheart. He was just, so interesting fascinating like view of of world and of the world and history and he was this like amazing centering personality in the band because you know we would kind of grind uh or sometimes when it's just me joe chuck and lisa we would we would sometimes get into the especially in the van we could really get like very cranky with each other and john had the ability without do, giving like speeches or with the, he just had this like calming centering thing. So the time John was in the band was easily our most, uh, you know, peaceful in a way, but that said, okay, now to get uh, to his musical contributions, he really was gravitated towards like waves of sound, soundscapes. He was not interested as interested in just coming up with like a little melody or something. He wanted to create, like uh, waves of sound. And so if you go back to that uh, initial meeting where we wanted to sound like noisy, screwed up pop music, it was him joining the band that like suddenly was this missing piece that we didn't even realize. We were struggling to try to get to that, the sound we had in our heads. And um, John, the way he played pedal steel, he really did not like it uh, if he started to sound country. Not that he didn't like country music, he just didn't want to do what anyone else, whatever other people had done with the pedal steel. So he had this huge board with all these like Nels Klein level of uh, <laughs> pedals and, and and sound making things, and he just started filling in these holes, and then and and it became almost symphonic in our, at least in our brains. Uh, and so yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do without him. We're gonna. Um, you know, maybe take this, uh, we're going to just see what happens. Uh, but it's going to be different. Uh, I mean, different 
emotionally uh, and interpersonally, but uh, musically, yeah, there's no one that could do what he did because it was he had such a unique sound and and perspective uh, on 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 playing music. So yeah, I don't know. It's still it's still a gut punch uh, that he's not here. And I think with the pandemic and the quarantine it's almost been hard to move on a little bit because we wouldn't have been seeing him much anyway. So there's, we, we keep bringing it up in the band. Like we still expect that he'll be there. Yeah. You don't really get back in, in, in the practice space, but he's not. So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, um, it's a lot, a lot, a uh, lot to process, but we're, we're, you know, we're lifers. So we're going to, um, we're going to just, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's that's what you do when you get to a certain age i guess you just you know you don't get to make it this far without some grief or some loss that you just gotta kind of integrate into who you are and and keep going yeah so you and chuck um, both had wonderful remembrances of john so if folks go to wussy's facebook page you can read those and highly recommended and also you know your blogs when wussy was touring in, in the before times like you would have blog posts that were just brilliant, like so much oh, fun and interesting and really engaging writing. So where did that side come out, the writing part? Um, I will tell you exactly where it came out now. That, so thank you for, for the kind words. But basically, um, I'm kind of hyper, maybe ADHD, whatever. So sitting in a van, especially when you get um, starting heading out west, you know, like we might have eight hour 12 hour days you know a short day is four hours and um like our van isn't big enough to lay down by any stretch so me and chuck would be on the back bench um so you know we're squeezing there so i need i just had this idea that um i needed to do have something to do and it had to be even though it was self-imposed had to have a deadline attached to it i couldn't try to write a great american novel because i'd be like screw that i'll just not so by setting this idea up that i had to do something for every show it, it it forced me to do something and um so and then once the once the band like was okay with it i actually got out of driving because like yeah oh, mark's <laughs> got to write his blog uh, so that was an unanticipated bonus you know just even the whole thing about like uh just i just ways to entertain myself um like reviewing salty snacks uh, uh we yeah. chuck, and I, chuck and i did an entire we reviewed every single cheese doodle that we could come across and the whole thing i do is to review it as if it was fine wine these are just <laughs> stupid, things, stupid things you do to entertain yourself uh so and but i have to say i love once i kind of got like into the flow of it i love the writing if i could find it turns out with music i can sit down and and work on songs but i don't have the drive to just sit down and write but if i've got the um structure of the tour then i can write and i love it i seriously it was never a uh, it was never uh, onerous in any way it was it was a complete joy and and like and if you'll indulge me um so robert Criscow, who's been like a patron saint of the band the the famous um the dean. rock critic the dean he mm-hmm. actually took uh he teaches a class at nyu uh, about rock um writing and he actually uh used some of my blog posts in his uh, curriculum i was like yeah, 
you know what? Again, it's like '97. Uh, some things like last in in and when you think about them, in your in your, like like you know a good review, you're like that's lovely and la- the good feeling lasts for an, a day. But to every once in a while, I'll be like, ah, Robert Christgau used my writing in an NYU class. It just you just get a little smile on your face, like ah, that's cool, even for the ten people. So um, so yeah, it, that was it was really positive. And honestly, I'm I do I miss. I miss it. I miss the. I miss having that uh, outlet. I of course miss playing the shows. Yeah. I miss almost everything except for just how freaking tired and you get and how messed up it. How my stomach. Uh, no, no one has a good stomach on the road. But other than that, I, I just miss it like crazy. Yeah. You know, playing. Oh. Well, we, we hope to get you back out there soon, and we're excited that uh, Wussy is working on some new music. Uh, highly recommend folks check out the live performances on the Facebook page, as well as your blog post from uh, Wussy. What's the website? Wussyworld.com. Wussy World. Okay, I knew there was something extra to it. And um, yeah. and then, you, you know, like, thank you, too, for your day job as a music teacher. Uh, in you. Cincinnati Public Schools. So like a life of music and it continues and we're glad that, that the 97X orbit and the Mark Messerly orbit kind of you know overlap there. Oh, they We're going to give you a free CD for those nice <laughs> things you said about 97X too. I, you know, it's, it's not just me. I'm sure everyone you talk to, but if you were to go out and talk to all the old timers out there, because uh, they, they, they would all say literally some version of that. Uh, it was, it was, it, it actually, it mattered. What, what you guys did mattered. And so that's cool. Thank you. And and Dave, I was worried that Mark would refuse our request because he would think I was a stalker because like <laughs> our kids go to Walnut Hills High School together and I saw him at, at Listerman Brewery before some, I think it was a Jeff Tweedy book signing. And so yes. I talked to him there and I actually, like we were both at a super chunk show up in Columbus a few years ago, which was fan freaking tastic. On like a Monday yeah. night, but it's like if Super Chunk's within 200 miles, uh-huh. I've got to go. And so I'm yeah. like, excuse me, Mr. Messerly, I used to work at 97X with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just for a minute. Okay, Super Chunk. Oh my, I, my, I, I love that band so much. And the fact that they made arguably their best record with What a Time to Be Alive. Yes. So we'll be back to play with them at Twangfest two summers, I guess two summers ago now, whatever. And it was phenomenal. And, but they, they, but the, and the set they played was really, really good, but it was more of a career kind of, you know, uh, but the one we, the show we saw in Columbus, they played most of what a time to be alive. So I feel like we were one of the few, it wasn't a real long tour. So we were one of the few people who got to actually see all those songs oh, live yeah. and it was, Cause I, you know, like, just like with the Waxy, like I want to hear the new songs. I'm, yeah. I don't need to hear, you know, uh, the, the old stuff. So I don't know. I, that show in Columbus was that, that's, that's up there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And scrawl opened up and like, it was just top notch across. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. That's yeah. another lifer band. <laughs> yeah. Scrawl. Oh my gosh. And again, what nice people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only are they just amazing live, but then and Ace of Cups, you know, the yes. you can just go there and hang out with scrawl people. Ah, I love I love this stuff. Even though I've never made a dime in you know in music, uh, man, I I feel so lucky to get to have these experiences. It's it's pretty awesome. Mark, your enthusiasm for for music is just it's infectious, and now <laughs> now we've got it. 
So you're a super spreader. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only kind of event I have anymore. (laughs) But thanks very much for your time. I'm sorry we we took up way too much of your time on this Sunday. But we appreciate you joining us. And and thanks. And and looking forward to hearing some new music from you soon. And both in Wussy and Inert. Absolutely. And you guys ever need anything, just reach out to, to me or the band. You know, it's all it's all family. Normally, we, uh, we limit our episodes to the length of two Bauhaus Bella Lugosi's dead. <laughs> so roughly 19 minutes. But we'll probably make yours a two-parter. So you get four <laughs> Bellas. A double shot in radio speak. Oh, my gosh. Well done. Well played. All right. All thanks, right, Mark. 97X. Things are going to start happening to me now. Rumblings from the Big Bush.